Welcome to the November 29th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 29, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord is telling each one today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 29, beginning in verse 1. He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Whoever loves wisdom makes his father rejoice, but a companion of harlots wastes his wealth. The king establishes the land by justice, but he who receives bribes overthrows it. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. By transgression, an evil man is snared. But the righteous sings and rejoices. The righteous considers the cause of the poor, but the wicked does not understand such knowledge. Scoffers set a city aflame, but wise men turn away wrath. If a wise man contends with a foolish man, whether the fool rages or laughs, there is no peace. The bloodthirsty hate the blameless, but the upright seek his well-being. A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. If a ruler pays attention to lies, all his servants become wicked. The poor man and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. The king who judges the poor with truth, his throne will be established forever. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. A servant will not be corrected by mere words. For though he understands, he will not respond. Do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. He who pampers his servant from childhood will have him as a son in the end. An angry man stirs up strife, and a furious man abounds in transgression. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life. He swears to tell the truth, but reveals nothing. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord. 
An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous, and he who is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. Friends, I have a guest with me today, a fellow second-year student. His name is Quasar Brown. And Quasar, we, we tape these things in advance, so even though this is the podcast for November 29th, we're actually still in September, and we've only been back at Karis a few weeks. How has the first few weeks of school gone for you, and how happy are you to be back here? Bill, I'm ecstatic to be back. Um, second year in the Revelation I'm getting so far has been amazing, man. Every class has been amazing, like... I had to miss class the other day because of some stuff, and I felt so bad, <laughs> man, because every day is just, like, something crazy. And I thought, like, for a second there before I got here, uh, back to second year, I thought, I'm like, what else could they what else could they throw at us that we don't know, that I don't know? And <laughs> they've, been, they've been hitting hard, man, for sure. Well, one thing I've learned, Quasar, is that second year is a big step up from first year. And, you know, we've had classes for now. They're teaching us how to set up a sermon, Mm -hmm. how to do public speaking, how to feel comfortable. They're trying to prepare us for our next step in life. Quasar, you're a young man, and yet I'm trying to bridge that gap between high school and, and where you are now, 26 years old. If you would, just kind of introduce yourself. Go back to your early childhood, and what are your a, f- a few of your fondest memories? Um, Quasar Brown. Um, I'm from Oklahoma City, uh, the south side of Oklahoma and the east side. Went back and forth. Um, I moved to from New York to Oklahoma. I stayed in New York for about four or five years, came to Oklahoma, then went to Texas and came back to Oklahoma. So I've been around... Um, I came to know know the Lord in Texas, um, going to um, Assembly of God Church, and that's where I got baptized and came to know the Lord, got saved, and um, accepted accepted Jesus as my Savior. And uh, though I didn't understand um, the gravity of it and the relationship with with the Lord yet, I did have you know the foundation of just understanding that He died for my sins and. I'm saved by his blood and just um, understanding what he did for me. That was the that was the ground point, the foundation of where I am led to right now. And um, yeah, I I got saved there and then came back to Oklahoma because my parents were like they were um, owners of or not owners. They were like uh, area managers of Sonic. So they were moving them around to state to state and city to city within Oklahoma and Texas. And um yeah, so when I came back to Oklahoma with that uh, new um, relationship, um, that's when things start. Uh, that's when I start getting closer to the Lord and just going to church and being with my grandma, being influenced by her and how she grew up and things like that. And um, fast forward, that's how I got here, just by following, just by how the Lord set it up for me. I can look back now and say, wow, the Lord really set it up so I can be here. Like he made sure I was grounded in, in, uh, in the church here. So when I got here, I mean, I really couldn't, I really didn't have any much wiggle room to go off and go wild somewhere else because that's, that's where my, my, my mind was, you know, 
And so I just like to look back at that and think, wow, the Lord really um, laid out a plan for me and got here. Okay, thank you. And and that's a great answer. I've I've got a verse. I'm going to go over John 10:10 10, 10, and I'm going to ask you two questions because John 10:10 10, 10, many of your people are familiar with this verse. It says the thief comes but to steal, to kill and to destroy. So my first question to you is going to be since you've been to Karis or made the decision to come here, how has Satan attacked you? and let you know that you don't need to be doing this. And then the second part of that verse is, but I, meaning Jesus, have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So the second question is, how does what does that verse mean to you to have an abundant life? So speak about what Satan is doing to try to convince you to go elsewhere. Well, the enemy has been busy, you know, he had, he's had no choice, you know, um, he's been playing defense for real, <laughs> but, um, it, to no avail, like we've been, I've been battling, man, like, um, just coming here, I've been able to get the revelation of how to be equipped to fight the enemy and in my, in my thought life and my just going through, uh, the day, um, in prayer um, casting down thoughts, um, moving in obedience. And yeah, the, the enemy is going to come against me and us in general, but yeah, that's, that's nothing to me, man. We, uh, we, when I first got here, the enemy was coming strong. I wasn't, he knew he didn't want me here. I once like, he tried everything in his power to stop me from being here, man. And this is crazy, but I get reassured every time I think of how, how, much of a divine meeting it was for me to be here. There is no other way that I was supposed to be here other than God. And so, yeah, it's just, I have, um, I'm equipped, man, to fight the enemy. And I'm not worried about anything the enemy is doing. He, he tried to get me out of a job. He tried to say that um, I can't balance school and work. He tried to say that um, I can't talk in front of people. He said I can't communicate well. I can't be around a lot of people. He said I have anxiety and things like that. But every one of those things he has brought up, I've beaten down, beaten him, his his um his words for me and him himself down every single time. So, um, but uh, that just lets me know, it's just like every time I come to the Lord with these things that. Um, these negative things that the enemy has brought to me and tries to put in my mind. When I bring them to the Lord, um, he 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 gives me a certain um, motivation in a way. It's like uh, it's not just your temporary motivation that you'd have. Just I gotta get through this myself and yada yada. No, it's like uh, a spiritual um, a spiritual uplifting to fight the enemy. And so um, when I come to the Lord with these things, it just, it turns the situation around every single time. But I've had instances where I didn't come to the Lord in these things and I had to, I tried to handle them myself and it didn't go well in either time, any of the time. So um, the Lord definitely um, flipped situations upside down for me in so many areas. Okay. And now talk about Jesus and the abundant life. Well, yeah, I tried to throw that in there. Um, well, 
that's what I mean. When I come to the Lord with my problems and uh, I give to him and say, Lord, I can't do this without you. You are my main source. That's when I start. Things start going downhill. When I mean downhill, I mean like it's easier. It's way it's, it's so much easier. It's like. Um, I can't really. How do I explain this? Um, carrying all this weight on your shoulders and then giving it to the Lord in a way that people might say, you know, people who don't know the Lord or, you know, aren't saved or might say, what do you mean give it all to the Lord? It's just really, I guess it's, it would be your faith in the Lord to know that he's going to take care of those problems and, and he's going to guide you where you need to be and place you where you need to be to take, to, um, to see provision in your life. Where he where he wants you and what he has for you. All right, great. Um, I've got a scripture for you in Second Corinthians chapter three, verses two and three. It says this. It says, "You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink." but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. Quasar, what this verse is telling us is that we are to be Jesus in the flesh. One thing we need to always keep in mind is there are many people who will never step foot inside a church, and yet we are to be the living representation of Jesus himself, how do you impact that, and how do you do that when you go into your workplace? Um, so I work at Walmart and Woodland Park, and um, I work 40 hours a week. And um, at first, it was like something I thought I couldn't handle. But over time, when I start implementing uh, new disciplines and um, being um, a good steward of my time, um, I've learned to be able to balance that and be a blessing onto others and be able to um, uh, minister the word to others while I'm in my workplace. And it's been it's been great. And that's why I was so close. The enemy had tried to take me on so many rabbit holes telling me, I, hey, I don't need to. Uh, hey, Walmart's getting tough for you, man. You should probably work at over here and over there, man. They, these people at Walmart, man, they're, hey, they're getting on your nerves. Go find something easier. All right, my scripture for that is found in James, and James tells us, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Quasar, I'm here to tell anyone listening to this audience that we have authority over the devil, and the devil has absolutely nothing on us. And if we truly are submitted to God, when he comes and speaks to us, we can get rid of him. How important is it that you know that? Um, that's one of the most important things to me, uh, knowing, um, realizing what I have, you know, uh, the armor of God, you know, and coming from where I was, it was going through days, um, not really knowing how to fight the enemy's thought or enemy's um uh, temptations off, temptations, negative thoughts, all those things were just, I was just subject to whatever the enemy wanted to do. And uh, I was just using things of the world to 
um, try to fight things off and get motivation, and it didn't last. They're all temporary things. So um, knowing that I'm equipped with um, – knowing what I'm equipped with has helped me maintain some – like my thought life and just um, staying focused, and um, it just helped me be able to – straight just be tunnel vision on the Lord and not be affected by whatever the enemy's throwing in my path, you know? Um God has taught me recently um how to just be um more obedient at the right times. And just whenever whenever he calls upon me, just be be obedient and when he says it. Fast twitch obedience is what I like to call it. Just being just saying yes to the Lord when he when he calls upon me, you know, so. You know, I'm going to piggyback off of that because, yes, one point I do want to get across to the audience is that if you are seeking God and if you are in communion with Him and speaking to Him, that you can very clearly hear from God. Quasar in January, when we first got here for second semester last mm. year, in first year, we did the first semester online, but we came in January. The Lord changed my favorite verse to Romans 8.6. And Romans 8.6 says, To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And that verse has changed the trajectory of my life. I feel now that I am being led by the Spirit. But in order for that to happen, Quasar, you need to be praying to God and communing with Him and getting and developing that relationship with Him. What do you think about being led by the Spirit, and do you feel you are there, or are you still working on that? I feel like I'm still working on that. There's been times where I'm uh, ministering to friends and things, and I'm like, I feel the spirit on me. Like I'm able to be able to um, communicate things in a way that they'd understand and it would edify them. And um, I'm working on just being in the spirit. Like I want, this is a lifestyle. I want to be, it's not just like a power you turn on. And um, I just want to be in the spirit all the time. And so that's what I'm working on. I'm just praying to the Lord. I'm talking to him throughout the day, praying to him and just, um, just developing my relationship with them because I know that's the that is the only way to to really be in this in the spirit all the time is to have a relationship with the Lord and know what um he wants from me what he has for me and just hear him throughout the day moment to moment though you know I just don't want to hear him when at times where I need him um I want to be able to hear him in every moment like it's so many things I feel like in the past I might think that I've missed out on because I didn't, I couldn't hear him, you know? Quasar, you bring up such an excellent point, and I think this is something that the audience may need to hear. But I'll tell you, you know, Paul tells us in one of his letters, he said, pray without ceasing. And that means that we should consistently be in prayer throughout the day. But I think that verse is sometimes misinterpreted. When he is talking to here about being in prayer, I think he's talking about being in a car, you both sitting in the front seat, and you're talking like your friends, like you're talking like your best friends. 
That's how I think we truly should be praying. Not, oh, Father, blah, blah, blah. That's not what God's looking for. God wants an intimate relationship with us. Mm. How do you feel about that? That's so crazy because exactly how you said it is how I thought before I came to Karis. I was like, well, um, God in the sky, help me whenever you can. Um, Just help me in this situation. It was just coming to him as if he was like, the CEO of a company, you know, like he doesn't know who I am. He just like owns a company. Like you're just clocking in type situation. And um, when I came here, I just got a full revelation of just how close he wants to be with us, how intimate he wants to be, how how involved he wants to be in our lives. Like I was hooping yesterday at Vasa and um, I was talking, I just reminded myself to like, include him in everything I do. And I never considered that. I've been in sports all my life and just like bringing him into that area. I was like, whoa, I can do that. It was crazy. You should, I mean, like if you felt what I felt at that moment, I was like, wow, I can allow you into this part of my life. And it was just the most simplest. It was just basketball. It's like, if I can allow you here, I can allow you anywhere in any of my thoughts. So coming here, it just gave me a revelation of understanding that it's so important to include the Lord in every area of my life. That means talking through, to him throughout the day and just being in communion with him throughout the day. It's so important. You know, I'm going to piggyback off of that again. I've always got a scripture in the back of my mind, but, mm-hmm. you know, there is a verse in scripture, and I'm not sure right now exactly what the address of that is, but it says that every hair on your head is numbered. I want you to think about that because if you lose a hair throughout the day, God is aware of it. God knows everything that is going on in your life, and He wants to be involved in the smallest, minute details of your life. Quasar, I've just got a couple more questions. Our time's coming close to an end. But second year, it, there's a requirement that we must go on a mission trip. And to me, I believe that probably will stretch you further mm-hmm. than you've ever gone. Talk about how you're looking forward to that mission trip and what are you planning to do to prepare for it? Yeah. I'm trying to, like... You don't know how um, important it is. Has, it has been for me to just um, just seek these uncomfortable situations. Like the Lord has just showed me how important it is to actually like be uncomfortable and just like stretch myself to build my character, so I can be equipped with the things He needs me needs me to be equipped with, so that I can be ready for my calling. And so um, He just motivated me and just put something in me that wants me that that makes me seek these situations and where I'm stretched and so um I look forward to it man at first I was terrified first year they're telling me I heard rumors of it and I'm like no I can't there's no way I'm like do I want to do second year and um no I I was gonna make myself do it but I just felt like it was was, it was a dreadful thing like I didn't want to do it but um yeah I feel like these mission trips are going to be like one of the most important steps in my life that will equip me for my calling. Okay. Mentioning your calling, do you feel that you have an idea of where the Lord's leading you for the future? 
Yeah, man. I'm getting closer to that every day, man. It's like really an adventure for real. You know how uh, Daniel talks about just the relationship with the Lord is an adventure. Life is an adventure. I'm finally able to see see that now. And it's it really is just being able to go out through the day and find clues and, and like just see things the Lord is showing you is so beautiful, man. It's it's awesome. And um the Lord is showing me my calling and what I thought I wanted to do is not that, you know. Um before I came here I wanted to do like personal training and things and um I like athletic things. I'm an athlete and I just like moving around, being active and lifting weights, being in the gym and doing things like that. And when I came here I was like, I'll just do personal training and this, but that's not that he molded that all that into uh he's molding all of those things that I like to do into something that he can use in his kingdom. And so going forward, I see myself doing something in that area, but um I'm unlocking new uh ideas and just um different pictures of what that could be. Okay, Quasar, you know, I'm going I'm going to step in and and tell you my thought on that because um listen, the Bible is very clear, and he says he will give you the desires of your heart. And I want you to listen to me now, mm-hmm. because I'm speaking over you. He will give you the desires of your heart. And if that is what you're passionate about, okay, in, in the epistle to uh, the Ephesians, mm-hmm. they talk about the fivefold ministry, and they talk about the ministry gifts, being an apostle, being a prophet, being an evangelist, a t- uh, a pastor and a teacher, uh-huh. but not all of us are called to the pulpit. Yeah, and you, God has a place for you. You could be in personal fitness, but you're going to be Jesus in that environment. Yeah. So God will give you the passion about that. Yeah. Thank you. I just wanted to share that with Thank you. you okay, Quasar, time's coming to an end. I just want to say, is there anything else you would like to add to someone who may be listening and they're kind of on the fence? They really have never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but, you know, they've thought about it. If you would, just speak to those people and lead them in the sinner's prayer. I can say that life without the Lord full of negativity and turmoil and um, life on the fence with the Lord is not where you want to be. So I want to ask if there's there's anybody out there that thought about coming to the Lord or just giving up that lifestyle, say this prayer with me. Father God, we come to you um, just letting you know that we're nothing without you, Father. We need you in our lives, God, and I give up everything. I give up the lifestyle I'm living now. I give up everything for your love and what you have for me, Father. I need you day to day, moment to moment. And I just ask that I thank you for coming into my heart and being here with me, Father. And um, thank you, Lord, for everything you have done for me and for giving me for my sins, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, God, we pray, amen. All right. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Quasar, for coming on. I really appreciate you and and how good a friend you've been to me. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.